You are this country's first openly gay prime minister. How big a deal is this for you personally? Brexit process. U.S. investment bank Lehman Brothers collapsed. I said this was a once-in-a-generation a vote. financial crisis. But I believe we have voted today for the next generation. Don't be rude. Ireland has spoken with a clear, strong voice. I think I should stop now and start again, because I don't think you this is a good news. start of the debate. Welcome to Dublin Law and Politics Review Podcast. My name is Alan Norton and I'm here with Annalika Moy. And today our special guest is Mohsan Mohini, with whom we will be discussing the conflicts between the USA and Iran. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe or find us on social media at Dublin LPR or on our website DublinLawAndPolitics.wordpress.com. So firstly, Mohsan, can you introduce yourself and maybe tell us a bit about your research? Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me to this uh, very... Like, uh, I, I'm happy to, to be here for the first session of these interviews and podcasts. Uh, I did a PhD in political science at DCU on the uh, case of civil society and political participation in the Islamic Republic of Iran. I finished my research in 2018 and now I'm working as a journalist working with Iranian media. Uh, so I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to start with your first question. Thank you. Um, what exactly is the grounds for the conflicts between the two countries? Why is that happening? Uh, actually, it goes back to the time that the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran in 1979. Uh, the idea of the leader of the revolution was that one of the ideas he was holding was that the Iran, Iran shouldn't be under the influence of uh, Western countries. So it was the core of the ideology of the revolution, revolutionaries. Uh, since that time, the conflict between Iran and U.S. started. The first incident was the uh, incident of uh, taking the employees and the workers of the U.S. Embassy as hostage in Iran less than one year after the revolution. And it was the beginning of the U.S. sanctions against Iran. So it uh, it made the relationship between Iran and the U.S. conflictual. And since that time, there was uh, there have been uh, some ups and downs. But recently, uh, since after 2000, uh, the relationship has been worse because when the uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, the radical uh, pro-regime president, came to power. He 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 was holding, as you know, a very uh, anti-Western uh, discourse, which was against Israel and the U.S. and European countries as well. That made the relationship between the U.S. and Iran even more uh, even more conflictual. And then, now you speak about Ahmadinejad. Yeah. But what influence as well does Trump have on this conflict? The influence of Trump, I was going to mention that after Ahmadinejad, yeah, we had a, an, a period of like uh, peace between Iran and the US because of Rouhani and Barack Obama. But after making the deal, when uh, Trump left the deal, for whatever reason he had in his mind, maybe he didn't like or he was against Obama's administration's policies. So after Trump quitted the deal, uh, Iran trust... It, Iran lost the trust, even the, the small trust that it had before to the U.S. So it made the relationship even, it put it in the war, worse situation than the, after the Islamic Revolution in Iran. 
So Trump has started putting uh, sanctions, uh, putting sanctions on Iran, the toughest sanctions ever. And uh, over time, while Iran was not expecting this in, uh, this uh, outcome, but over time, uh, until now, the economic situation in the country has been very bad, and Iran has been in trouble even for uh, paying the salaries of its employees in different state organizations. And there have been many unrest, so we can see the effect of these sanctions inside Iran, where there have been many protests during the last few years. So Iran, for, to just finish this question, uh, Iran has been in a uh, problem with its legitimacy, internal legitimacy, and efficiency in terms of being able to meet people's needs. These are the two big problems Iran has at the moment as the the effect of the sanctions that Trump has put on this country. So you've already kind of touched on it a bit, but what's the most recent development? The most recent one is the incident of the airplane that was attacked by the mm-hmm. IRGC, the military of the Islamic Republic of Iran. They And it was in the same night when they were attacking the um, military base of the U.S. in Iraq. It was a retaliation of, uh, in retaliation of uh, um, General Qasem Soleimani uh, killing. So uh, Iran planned this attack since from for a long time and it was ready to do that. But for whatever reason, I don't know. They say that it was a human error that we attacked that airplane, but it changed the whole uh, situation. It was a turning point in this uh, in this situation because it, the leaders of the Islamic Republic were making a propaganda out of that attack to the military base. It was the first one after the Second World War that the country attacked a military base of the U.S. So they were making so much propaganda inside the country that we are so powerful. You see, if we want, we can attack. Uh, to U.S. military bases and uh, Air Force, whatever. Uh, But uh, they knew that on that night when they were attacking the military base, they they downed um, this commercial airplane, uh, but they hid it for three three days. They didn't talk about it. They were rejecting that there was a missile attack to this airplane. But when they confirmed, when they acknowledged that the uh, incident was because of this missile attack, People went so angry, so unhappy about it, and they were saying, why did you hide it from us? And now we are having this new wave of protests in Iran, especially in the universities, and the students are doing these protests, new protests. Now, one of the things that I've always learned is that when Iran signed the nuclear deal with the European Union, with Canada, with China, and with the US, their economic situation improved a lot. They were allowed to trade with various countries, sanctions were lifted. Now that there is talk of banning the deal and the deal is close to completely falling apart, if not already, what will be the economic situation in Iran? Uh, you're right, when the deal was made, there was loads of positive outcomes for Iran, and many, much investigation from uh, international companies. Uh, the thing is that the regime used that money that was coming inside the country for improving the military power and military investments, uh, did a lot of military investments, which made people unhappy as well. So now that the deal is in uh, risk, I mean, France and Britain 
yesterday said that we are happy to make another deal and they supported Trump's idea of bringing a more comprehensive deal that will include the military programs and nuclear programs of Iran. Uh, the economic uh, effects of this deal uh, like collapsing, we can see it in the oil sale, uh, crude oil sale of Iran. Uh, it has it has uh, it has been reduced from more than two million five hundred thousand uh, barrel per day to less than three hundred thousand, which is a big effect because the main source of income for Iran is oil sale. So it has had a big effect on the economy and it's getting worse and worse every day. We are seeing some protests across the country, especially by laborers, because they are, they are not being paid for like a few months and they cannot uh, afford the daily life. So this is the most touchable impact that we are seeing in the daily life of people. And this is the worst for regime because when they are dealing with these hungry people, that's the worst. They cannot do, they cannot do anything. If, even if they crack down the protest, the next day not some new people will uh, come out on the streets. During the last three years, uh, after all these protests on the street, more than uh, 15,000 people have been arrested. More than uh, 2,000 people have been killed on the streets. So it's going to continue for sure because the government cannot manage the economic situation quickly and it's going to be worse because the U.S. is very, uh, it's very decisive to continue the, continue the sanctions. They have increase the sanctions during the last few days, which means the conflict between the two countries and the effects of those sanctions are going to continue and make the situation even worse in Iran. So you briefly mentioned the killing of General Smiley. Mm -hmm. How did that change the relationship between the US and Iran? Uh, actually, in my opinion, it was, I, I can understand in the context of US why they did that is justified in their own policies, uh, foreign policies. But even if they want to justify that, it was in that context even, it was in a wrong time because there were many unrests and protests in Iran and people and the public opinion was against the policies of regime. But as the effect of this uh, killing, people became were distracted or became unhappy with the U.S. act in the region. They were saying, why did you kill our, our military commander? Even if he was doing something wrong, you didn't have the right to assassinate him. So this changed the game in favor of the regime. And they were making propaganda. They brought many people on the streets, millions of people on the streets for his funeral. And they were making this propaganda. Uh, so it was a game changer for the Islamic Republic, an unwanted unwanted game changer so but the thing that the incident of that airplane again changed the whole game in favor of uh, people unhappy people and they came out on the street again which means the developments have been so quick between the government and the society in the country so what's next for the u.s from what we know, the U.S. government uh, has been saying that we are going to continue the maximum pressure campaign against Iran. And as the effect of this uh, missile attack to the commercial airplane, the coalition that used to exist for Iran, like you remember that when the, when, uh, the U.S. government left the deal, European countries were not happy. They were supporting Iran 
in this situation. But after this uh, incident last week on Wednesday, everything is being uh, changing against the Islamic Republic because they are saying you your act was not even justified in terms of human human like in terms of humanitarian uh, factors, it, it cannot be justified, it was against humanity. What you did, you killed uh, more than uh, 170 people, innocent people in that airplane. So it has, uh, it has broken the coalition that exists uh, for Iran, international coalition. And now the European countries are saying that we are going to support the US, they have this uh, incident as an excuse in their hand to change their position in relation with in relation to Iran. So what I can say is that the international pressures will continue to be to become even worse and worse against Iran. Inside Iran people are becoming more unhappy about the situation. The number of arrested people is increasing every day. They're arresting new people, new students, laborers, political activists. So when you do these things, you make the unhappiness even worse inside Iran. So the two problems of efficiency and uh, legitimacy of the government are getting worse. I don't know what will happen. I cannot predict. No one can predict. But the thing, the clear thing is that the situation will become worse and worse inside Iran, especially. Uh, some people are saying that some big thing will happen in Iran very soon. They, can kind of forcing a big change coming. We should wait and see what will be the reaction of political leaders to these protests, especially and to the international pressures. That can be that can be the the main the main uh, factor that will determine the future of the relationship between Iran and the West as well. A lot of people on social media seem to write about the possibility of World War Three. Do you think that's any possibility? Yeah, it was on social media when the attack happened by the US and when they assassinated General Soleimani. But I think now, I think both countries uh, are reluctant to have another war on the ground at, at least. They don't want to, they, they have like kind of uh, points to attack. I mean, they have, they know some spots to attack if they want to do like the thing that they did with General Soleimani and what Iran did in Iraq attacking a military base. So if a war is going to happen, it will be very limited war, I think, it, if it happens again. I don't think that the, the regimes in Iran and the government of the US will be keen to do and not to start another war. They have said that and I think this is what they believe in. So they are, they are saying the truth of what they think. Okay, thank you so much for coming in and speaking to us today. And thank you to everyone listening to the Dublin Law and Politics Review podcast. Um, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media. And also don't forget about our general election debate, which will be taking place on February 3rd at 2pm in SA301 on the Glasnevin campus.